0: Oh, hello Punyabala, how are you?
1: Hello Ratney viewer, uh, yes I'm good thank you, um, sort of on a bit of a, well it's interesting uh, in these conditions isn't it, watching myself, so slightly impatient at the moment, I'd like things to be a bit more, uh, <laughs> I was going to say normal, but anyway, uh, I would like a bit more freedom to move. I
0: think. Right, right, and you're calling, or we're speaking, you're in Sheffield, right? Sheffield, England?
1: Yes, I'm in Sheffield, England, and it's um, the middle of the evening here.
0: Right. And missing your friends, you were telling me earlier.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm missing sort of seeing them in person. I'm feeling good connection with a lot of my friends, but I um, just would like to see one or two of them actually face-to-face, I think. Mm.
0: Yeah, I'm calling from Auckland, New Zealand, and we've been speaking about the same thing here, that we're looking forward to gathering together again and being able to meet each other in person. And there's there's something very um, different about meeting someone in person. Uh, there was even uh, our center manager was telling us, and I thought this was really good. She was recollecting that many people just want to come back to the center because there's an atmosphere there and they miss the center. Um, and I think people have atmospheres too, and that's actually what we're going to talk about today, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is. Yes, it's the kind of aura, or the atmosphere, or the uh, qualities that uh, somebody conveys in their being, and when they're moving, when they're walking about on the earth. Yeah,
0: great. Before we get to that, though, um, this this idea of um well this is international buddha day the lead up to international buddha day and these are some sort of personal reflections that we're offering but this was your idea um so i was wondering if you could say a little bit about the idea you had around these personal offerings
1: well i just think um we all have our own particular way of celebrating buddha day or something about the buddha that particularly um speaks to us or we find particularly uplifting and uh, i just thought it would be really lovely to hear um what that was for other order members and to share that if appropriate with them um, with other people so um as i was telling you um my own particular well one of the things i find really uh, Inspiring on Buddha Day is to read um, in a text called the Lalita Vistra about the Buddha walking to the seat of enlightenment. Um, uh, something about the descriptions of his walking, which I find uh, very beautiful and um, uplifting, and uh, is a sort of source of reflection, really. Mm-hmm.
0: I was reading about um, this sutra a little online. And one of the things that someone was saying was that it's not only just a, a kind of the story of the Buddha's um, life towards enlightenment, but but that it it had a truth that was about the unfolding of awakening in everybody's life. And I thought that was interesting. They claimed it to be quite timeless.
1: Well, I, th- I think that's true, because I think, any, you know, we're all dharma and and that's interesting in itself, isn't it, the word... Dharmacharini, Dharmachari is Dharma fairer. We're all faring um, towards enlightenment or faring in the Dharma. So we're all walking that path. We're all walking in the footsteps of the Buddha towards, towards awakening. Um, so I think whenever any of us are acting skillfully, acting kindly, acting creatively, then we're walking in the footsteps of the Buddha, drawing closer towards enlightenment. So yes, it's not a journey that's done once, it's a journey that, well, we're doing throughout our lives, and as are, as is any Buddhist, really.
0: And you had some great um, reflections, too, about from Sangharachita's life. Um, I was wondering if you wanted to share those.
1: Yes, well, I was um, uh, you know, thinking about the Buddha walking, and walking in northern India, and uh, particularly his determination to gain enlightenment and walking to Bodgaya. But I then remembered the, there's a couple of um, incidents in, in Ergin Sangharachita's life that I find very, very moving. One is um, his own journey towards ordination. So uh, he'd arrived in uh, Sarnath, uh, hoping to get ordained, and... Um, he and his companion were refused ordination by the monks there. And uh, Bante was completely, well, he was just devastated, I think. He couldn't quite believe it. Anyway, um, he was told that there was a monk in Kusinara, uh, over 100 miles away, who might well be able to ordain him. And he was so set on his goal, he was so determined to uh, be ordained as a bhikkhu, Um, and so uh, single-minded about it that he set off um, at the hottest time of the year in India, this searing heat, he was walking uh, following the railway track, so there's this image of him in this absolutely blistering heat walking along the railway track day in day out covering those miles, and just walking, completely uh, set on his goal. And I think there's something about his uh, single-mindedness in that situation. He describes it as walking through a curtain of fire. his own single-mindedness is very very similar i think or the same as probably the buddha's single-mindedness and his determination to to gain enlightenment it's like nothing was going to stop him nothing was going to stop the buddha nothing was going to stop bante it's like whole energy the whole force of their being was bent on on awakening for the benefit of all of us you know without the buddha without bante uh, i wouldn't be here
0: I I remember that reading from the Thousand Petal Lotus and it it is very, very moving. Hmm. So, so we can, um, we can reflect on how these qualities manifest in us, but, but you were also talking about how the quality of someone's walk can be um, kind of inspiring for others. And you had a story of Sabuti seeing Bhante, didn't you? Yeah.
1: Well, Sabuti's first encounter with Bhante was seeing him walking and that, uh, seeing this being, this person walking, uh, made a huge impact on, on Sabuti. And I think the best thing I can do is just to read uh, read his own words about it, because it is it is very, again, you know, it's very remarkable. Uh, so one day, the uh, young Sabuti was wandering on um, London's Hampstead Heath, which is a, a sort of fairly wild bit of... Greenery in London, and he saw a figure gliding towards him. Uh, and what caught my attention most of all was not his garb, it was his manner. He was walking fast, but steadily, evenly, without haste. His face was calm, absorbed, as he gazed a few paces before him, and he seemed contained, compact, sufficient unto himself there was an extraordinary air of intentness about him serious and at the same time relaxed as if he knew exactly where he was going sorry he as if he knew exactly where he was and where he was going so i just find that quality you know this sense of this person who knew exactly well, who he was, where he was, where he was going, what he was about, what his life was about, uh, really uh, remarkable. And I, I mean, I think that's what Bante and the Buddha both share, that sort of common sense of um, very sort of strong purpose. They knew what their lives were about. There was no kind of um, shilly-shallying or distraction or doubt. They just knew... That they were on the on the Buddhist path, and that was what was most important and you know this this sense conveyed itself to uh, Sabuti as a young man, just by bante walking kind of in, it's incredible, really, well maybe it's not so incredible because uh, enlightenment, the state of awakening has to be embodied, doesn't it, and it's embodied in our in our physical bodies, in our walking, in our manner.
0: And in this, um, we've we've got this audio of you reading this excerpt from the Sutra. We've got that for download. And this is part of the um, online International Buddha Day celebrations. And the text will be there. So with respect to your suggestion for how people can use this text and use this audio to reflect, uh, at this time when people are taking lots of walks, um, getting outside what 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 do you suggest people do what do you do
1: well uh, I'm going to suggest what what I do to people so um I would suggest that you took a phrase from the text that you that particularly resonates with you or a phrase or two and uh just held that in mind reflected on it while you're walking um so I particularly like um He walks with the blessed stride, the straightforward stride, the stride of a firm mind, the stride of pure peace. Um, So you just, as you're walking, um, you actually just uh, bear that phrase in mind and also bear it in mind as a quality of the Buddha. You could also, if, if you have a particularly imaginative bent, you could imagine yourself walking with the Buddha Towards the uh, Bodhi tree, towards Bodhimanda, um, and him expressing you know he, him expressing that particular quality, you could also do that in a meditation a bit like a bidhana sati. you could imagine the Buddha walking to the uh, to Bodhgaya and you walking beside him, seeing uh, feeling those different qualities. Um, he expresses
0: and some of the some of the lines from this sutra are hard to understand literally i was looking up uh, Mm um well the king of geese struck me i was thinking well what's the gate of the king of geese what's that mean so i did look that up online as we do these days and um thought that was very interesting what they were saying was that uh geese and a goose is a symbol of bravery and courage and loyalty and it's very instinctual, you know, geese migrate every year. And if, if a particular goose is injured or has to break from the, from the flock, another one of the geese will stay with them. Uh, so they're very loyal to one another. So we might also, if there's bits of this reading that we don't understand, we could do a bit of reflection on the symbolism of what it might mean uh, in the symbolism from the past.
1: Yeah, no, I I, um, really like uh, what you've just said. And uh, it's lovely to um, hear a bit more about um, geese because they have, well, different animals have different sort of symbolism in different cultures, don't they? So uh, I didn't know that about geese, that they were so loyal. um, So that's just uh, lovely, actually.
0: And there was that other line too, which I thought a lot of people would like to reflect on, which... um... I know it means something to you is it walking lightly on the earth
1: oh um yes so uh that's something that i have thought about over uh, well in more recent years actually it was something i aspire to myself and i well i mean that kind of um on a physical level <laughs> rather not sort of be walking heavily but um I also mean it in terms of, you know, the, the earth and its resources and climate and so on. It's just, uh, it's got that sort of wider con- connotation and symbolism of just walking lightly, leaving a, a low, leaving light footprints, leaving no tracks actually the, as well, you know. So um, it, it takes me into the, to the realm of uh, climate and the earth and caring for the earth.
0: Great. Right. Well thanks very much um I'm looking forward to taking some of these um uh, kind of qualities of the of the Buddha's walk into my daily walk today and um,
1: okay.
0: yeah and so well, i hope yeah
1: well i yeah no, I just hope you um enjoy that and of course, I mean every time we're reflecting on the Buddha as we walk, we're actually drawing closer towards enlightenment ourselves because. We've kind of got reality in mind in that moment, so that's connecting us more closely with with the goal with the awakened state
0: yeah, and i I know that uh, the world could use people walking out there with a uh, with a compassionate um, mm. awakened gait so um, so let's um, let's put a little bit more out there, eh All right, Punyabala, thank you very much
1: Thank you, thank you very much. Have a good day, Retton Viewer.
0: You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.